Welcome to Concafe for the 17th day of January, year of our Lord, 2022. We're looking at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, the New International Version of the Bible, verses 13 to 21. In a devotional, we're calling the Moses Seat. This is part of Epiphany, part of the universal text for the whole world that people need to hear. You and I need to hear it, and I pray that today it bring a blessing to us. The devotional is being called the Moses Seat, and you'll see why after a minute after we get to this actual devotion. I thank you for joining us. This is Con Café. I'm Pastor Radio Valverde. Hear now the word of God, verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovering of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. They rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. Eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. Jesus began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, a very happy and blessed Martin Luther King Day, a Monday, dear Concafe family. Today, our nation honors and remembers a man who gave his life for civil rights. One of his quotes reflects his commitment to his life and ministry. He said, The ultimate measure of a man or a woman is not where he or she stands in moments of comfort, but where they stand at times of challenge and controversy. Indeed. May that be true of you and me, brother and sister, that we indeed commit ourselves to God and connect with God, and may that connection to our Lord be seen by everyone. And so my prayer for you, dear friend, is that you live a life where your decisions and your actions reflect the love that God has placed in your heart, and you're making decisions to bless God and to bless all of God's people. And so, dear friends, let's continue to pray for one another. Nelly, Carly, Eric, Sarita, and myself, thank God for your prayers. And we also thank God for a negative COVID test that we took on Saturday. But later on Saturday evening, we found out that our youngest daughter, Caitlin Munoz, does have COVID. She's Eli's mom. You remember, we spent the weekend with him. And then on Monday, it was discovered he tested positive for COVID. So Nelly and I feared that we had been exposed to this dreaded virus, but on Saturday uh, we were tested and, and we are not. So we praise God and thank God for, for that. But we do ask your prayers for Caitlin and Eli. The other two members of her household, we believe, are negative, And I ask that we pray for their well-being. That's Jesse Munoz, our son-in-law, and our grandson, Liam. Pray for your needs and lift up those names that appeared on your church's bulletin yesterday. And friends, why do we pray? We pray because God answers prayers indeed. Well, it wasn't until we were there that I fully understood this passage that I just read. No one in seminary had ever explained it in a way that compared with the actual being there in person at the ruins of the synagogue that many believe that this was the very synagogue where this uh, event occurred. Jesus was there on that Sabbath. He preached. Uh, 
and did the very things that the passage said that he did. This ruins of the synagogue are at the bottom of a mountain, and it took about 15 minutes walking downhill, and that was very easy, as you can imagine. And usually, and here's the good news, you were in a tour bus, and the tour bus would usually take you right to the ruins. You'd get out of the bus, and you're there. But Mother Nature had had another idea, and it rained, and the road was is not a paved road, was muddy, and so the bus driver didn't want to risk it. And so we walked down very rapidly. And it's quite a different story about how we finished our visit and climbed back up to the top. It didn't take 15 minutes. If you take 15 minutes and multiply it by 5 or 10, you'd get an idea of how hard it was for uh, us to get back up there. These were all young seminarians except for a couple of us old-timers. Uh, but what a, what a blessing to have been there. So the passage says that it was on a Sabbath that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. And again, this comes right after Jesus had spent the 40 days in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. And so he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was the Holy Spirit that led him to teach in this particular synagogue. It might have been his hometown synagogue. Now, he had been doing this in other synagogues in the area. And so his reputation and ministry were growing and people came to love his message because that message was his exactly what everyone had been needing. And so as his cousin had done, Jesus, as he taught and preached, he was hitting that nerve. He was meeting that need. And so people would come. If they knew Jesus was preaching in a particular place, they would go and hear him because they wanted to hear what this man, this prophet, this rabbi had to share. So it's on the Sabbath day that Jesus came into the synagogue. And please note that as we read, uh, Luke says that this is one of his holy habits because he says, as was his custom. Jesus, as was his custom, was in the synagogue on Sabbath day. The other holy habit is prayer. Jesus always made time to pray, to stay connected with God, as should we. So Jesus stood up to read. And the attendant of the scroll brought him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And Jesus read what we know is as Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2. And it reads very similar to uh, what Jesus read uh, in this passage. And I'm quoting the actual passage from Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down in the Moses seat. The Moses seat is symbolic of the presence and power of Moses in their history. Every synagogue during that time had a Moses seat. It signified the respect the congregation should have to the speaker as he was seated in that seat of authority to present the day's message. To sit in that seat was to show that they were speaking uh, with full knowledge that Moses had said it or had influenced that thought. God had sent that person there. And so that was the power and the authority of the Moses seat. So as Jesus sat in that Moses seat and began his message by saying, after he read Isaiah, he said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What an incredible thing for him to have said, and what an incredible thing for those people there on that day to have heard. And I wonder how many of the people there actually heard and understood what Jesus was about. What Jesus was saying is, today this all begins because I have fulfilled this scripture, this prophecy that we've had for several hundred years, and his ministry as it took off from that point onward, all that he had mentioned 
was to take place. Now, Prophet Isaiah, as all the other prophets had shared, they shared a universal message, as it was meant for all the world. That's why this is one of the epiphany messages. The message of good news is for all the world's poor. The poor are at the heart of God's message. And more importantly, the poor are in God's heart. If you've read your Bible, if you've paid attention in Sunday school, if you've paid attention to the sermon, the preacher or teacher has taught that the poor are continue to be in God's heart. And he cares very much how we treat the poor. Some of us listening may be poor to ourselves. So know the good news was for you and for us as well. Receive good news, the poor are blessed. And I pray that this good news bring a blessing to your life. Now, Jesus also shares the commitment and passion for those who are prisoners of whatever stripe. Literal prisoners sitting in a prison cell somewhere behind bars or for spiritual prisoners who are captive to their sins or their bad habits or emotional or mental prison. People that are tied to hurt feelings that they can't let go of or mental prisons where memories of bad actions or bad thoughts or bad deeds that they have committed aren't free yet. And enough is enough is what Jesus is saying. That's the message. Be free. Hear that. If you consider yourself to be a prisoner, here's the message. Be free. You are free. And for the blind who cannot see physical things or the blind to the spiritual realities, God wants to share sight and vision. And that's what Jesus did. He also spoke of freedom for the oppressed. No longer should anyone oppress anybody else. No longer should the rich oppress the poor. No longer should parents oppress their children or spouses oppress their spouses. And so the question is, friends, are we any closer to this reality today? The obvious answer is, of course, no, because that means we still have lots to do and miles to go. It's only when someone hears, receives, believes, accepts, and lives what the Lord has intended does that become the acceptable year in their lives. And while seated on that Moses seat, Jesus goes beyond the power and symbolizes of Moses, because after all, Jesus is king. Jesus is the king of kings. And so on that day, the Moses seat was truly a throne. Do you know where Jesus' favorite throne is? It's in the one in your heart. Let's pray. Loving Father, we thank you again and again for Jesus, for your message through him for a needy world. Fill our needs and grant us love, compassion, and generosity to serve your world with faithfulness. And may your word, as we employ it, bring fruitfulness. Let us love all people and work for the dignity and rights of every person, whether we know them or not, or whether we like them or not. We know better. We've been at the mountaintop. We've been with Jesus, and it's in Jesus' strong name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. I pray this has brought a blessing to your life and to your heart. I pray if it did that you would forward this message to someone else so that they also may take part in receiving a blessing and being a blessing. Pray you have a great and faithful day in the Lord. And here's your assignment. Use your pulpit. Now putting that in quotes to passionately love all people. Now you're saying, well, I'm not a preacher. I don't have a pulpit. Wrong. Everyone has an area influence. That's your pulpit. Use yours wisely. Receive my blessings of love and hope. I'm Pastor Radio Verde. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. And please know how much I love you and how much I thank God for you. Amen.